Hey, 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 it's your boy Marshall Poetry from Legion of Love Podcast, here to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Erotic Boudoir. Remember to prioritize your pleasure, prioritize your passion. Make sure you head over to www.touchingbodymindandsoul.com. We got a deal with Erotic Boudoir. Put in Legion of Love in the coupon checkout area and get 10% off. That is 10% off your entire order www.touchingbodymindandsoul for all your adult novelties and needs and everything in between from us at Legion of Love Podcast. Enjoy the show. Legion of Love Podcast, episode 48, Masculinity. Countdown. Five, Ayo, it's Flip Hewitt, and we're back with episode 48. It's the Legion Love Podcast. Pleasure to be back in your eardrums, ear, ear sideburns, earlobes, all that. We just here to hang out with y'all, and we got a, a pretty heavy but pertinent topic today that we got to talk about. Um, we still kind of riding off of that high that, uh, you know, Wakanda, Wakanda episode was dope because the good brothers over at the, the production group of the Black Panther just made a billy. Yeah. Off of a movie, putting in that work. Everybody's still going to see it. When I hear people say that they haven't seen it yet, I definitely do the side eye. But anyway, I'm getting distracted anyway. But uh, let me let my co-host uh, introduce himself before I start judging people for not seeing the movie. Get ready to pull their black cards and whatnot. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's your girl, Raby Baby, the quintessential extroverted introvert. We are here for another great episode, surviving these snowstorms and oh, all yeah. kinds of foolishness. I really want to go to Wakanda now Snow because time. it looks like it don't snow. And if it do, it melts as soon as it hits our black, glorious skin. That's good. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm not going to go too off topic, but really excited about today's conversation. So I'm going to let everybody else say what's up. Here we had the quiet storm voice. <laughs> 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 what up, y'all? Matrimonies to the house. Ready to do this episode. I think it's going to be a dope one. I didn't even know the title till just now, and I was like, oh, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm definitely ready to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, man. It's your boy, Marshall Poetry, back in the building. Uh, black women are ethereal. Protect our black women at all costs. Wakanda, Wakanda, salute. Countdown has begun to Black Panther 2. <laughs> <laughs> How many like, days left? They just like announced. 720 days. As soon as I get a release date, I'm on that ass. Right. Y'all know how we do, but uh, definitely happy to be back, man. We dodging snowstorms like the Matrix up here in the yeah. upper northeast corridor, but we got something for your jawline today, so please sit back, enjoy, and uh, back to flip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. It's, it's always a pleasure to be up here recording with y'all, and uh, hopefully enlighten educate reach touch the people that are listening to us um ultimately that's the reason we do it just try to make a difference and uh, talk about the things that need to be talked about with is less of a filter but accurate uh description and points at all times so this one is a doozy um mm. and it kind of came about from a post that wasn't directly trying to get this out but uh i was talking to the good brother marshall poetry about it and he kind of pointed at that, and I was like, dang, that's definitely in there. And uh, I got in my detective mode and went even deeper into to the source of that. So let's let's get into it. And um, as you already heard, this is the topic of the show. The episode is called Mask Elinity. Um, it sounds one way, but you've already seen the link in the word, so you know what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about a tweet from a girl named Nellie Too Fine. 
And she said, uh, I asked five black men what they like to receive from their lady to feel appreciated. Three said they don't know because they have always been the giver in the relationship. One said to be left alone, and the other didn't even respond. This is sad. So, before I, I, I get into the, the title of the show, we're going we're gonna to do a little warm-up with the tweet because the tweet itself could be an episode by itself, for mm-hmm. real, for real. But um, let's get into that part first. So, I want to ask y'all, you and, and Ravy, too, mm-hmm. just because Nelly Too Fine only asked dudes, don't mean you excluded from this. I said I was going not talk that much, and then Flip laughed at me. So I laughed. I laughed. I'm sorry. I laughed so <laughs> it hard. It was a hearty laugh too. Like it wasn't even. It was. It was that right there. That's how you he laughed. He's laughing right I'm now. I'm sorry. I laughed that hard, but I. I, I, I know don't I'm a talker, but I'm gonna try. Lady, lady, I'm a talk, uh, but you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to. Like, Ravy is know, is, is enlightened one, an introverted expert. Mm-hmm. So I expect nothing less. <clears> but um, I guess the introvert is trying to come out today. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So fellas, and Ravy, mm-hmm. what would you? Well, for the fellas, what would you expect uh, to receive from your lady to feel appreciated? And Ravy, what would your res- what would you expect the response to be from a man that you asked that question? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think it would be along the lines of what we read mm-hmm. or something else? Anybody want to go first? Jump in. Feel free. Speak your mind. <laughs> like nobody, like no, I ain't talking about you. Try to give me a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yo, man, I feel like it's a good topic because I think I was thinking about this in the crib before we came and I'm like, yo, I'm not going to get on here and just be like, man, chicks be drawn, blah, blah, blah. But I, I really think, you know, it's about the relationship. It's about the people, how you see things. Um, I know for a fact that, you know, sometimes this whole appreciation thing, like, it can get out of hand for some people. And it's like, you have to realize that everybody does things differently. So like you have to know your partner, but at the same time you try to stay true to you. But at the same time you try to make them feel appreciated. Right. So, uh, I mean, when I speak for myself personally, I'm a very simple person. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take much. It's just more of a, like, if I tell you I like something or I want something, don't buy me a can of coffee like, <laughs> or some sneakers what or something like that. Don't. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I think it's that simple kind of thing for a person who, I don't really ask for much like that as far okay. as appreciation. I don't really need all that, you know, affirmation and stuff like that. I just need to know you love me. But mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, the appreciation, just, it's really, just do, you know, I guess what I ask you. Really, I feel like you said this on the show uh, before, but yeah, well, it sounds like you're saying like you, you just want somebody to make you want to make sure that they're listening to you, right? Um, that's because important. that's important. Because it's like you know, if you're not listening, you're just gonna do what you want, mm-hmm. or you're gonna let's just say we're talking about like physical gifts, like you're gonna buy stuff that <laughs> probably that I don't care too much for, but you know, like you'll get some of it <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Like, why are you buying me a blender? Mm. <laughs> mm. Like, I don't want so that. So, really, this is a gift to yourself. <clears throat> right. right. That's fine. Um, so, in a, in a sense like that, it's kind of like, I don't, you know, stuff like that would make me look like, yeah. But I haven't really, you know, come across that because, like, I'm one of those people, I'm like, that's what I want. That's what I like. Look at it. Take notes. And then, like, 
whenever the time comes, it's there. So okay. I'm like, cool. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I'll speak more on it later, but that's pretty much my my initial thoughts and 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 you know no, conversation good. on it. That's good. You had a couple gems there too. We digging into all of that later. <laughs> my blender. Blender. Praise, Praise be to the Lord Lawrence, man. Oh, Praise he's back. Be to the Most High. <clears throat> They're filming. They Turn definitely they are? filming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I seen the notification for season three. Oh, what about the? Uh, my bad. What about the Lord Le- Leonard? What about uh, what yeah, about that, that guy? That update. We can we can do some bonus we, coverage. We get that. We get that to end first but, of all. Um, <laughs> we get that. <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. That's <laughs> This is a tough question to answer. Just off the strength that the strength we got, yeah, the strength <laughs> of the question would be stripped away. But no, we got my grape, my grape juice. For me, it's, it's, it, it kind of goes back to um, what ladies tend to say, like, okay, I wasn't taught this, or I wasn't taught that, or you know, I wasn't raised that way, and that's kind of the crutch of what some ladies will use as. <coughs> you know, reasonings for doing things or lack thereof. And it comes down to the fact that most dudes out here are not superstars. Most dudes out here ain't, you know, um, who's popular? Ravy, who do girls like right now? Safari. Okay. Oh, <laughs> my God. Most dudes out here. He went from lame to, like, the greatest man ever. Right. No, we not lame. Or whatever he's still lame. He just, I know like, she he just got some to, uh, nice answers. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> he's still corny as shit. <laughs> but I'm saying, most dudes out here in Safari, so most dudes don't ever hear, like, <clears throat> what can I do for you? And that's part of the issue, but also it comes down to that culture that is trying to be perpetuated by people who really aren't at that station like you're a regular man you're not Trey songs you're not you know a star who can basically say okay i want this from a woman and women just line up mm-hmm. to you know perform that whatever it may be so most of us men are cultivated in the sense that okay in order to get a woman you have to have your shit together in some level present what you can bring to that woman And it's kind of like the old mentality, like this is a dowry, like I'm going to bring your family like 20 goats Mm -hmm. in order to earn your hand. You know what I mean? And a lot of dudes are cultivated that way. The problem is a lot of women don't understand that for regular men or realistic men. Um, We don't got goats. And the problem is that a lot of women, they want the same type of dude or their, their their preference is the same type of preference. Which means that maybe 5% of men is really getting that kind of dowry type of situation because every woman wants the same thing. Therefore, there's competition. But the problem is women aren't cultivated to, some women aren't cultivated to provide or bring something to a situation and use that to attract a man. It's all about, because men are the chasers, right? We're the conquerors. Mm -hmm. We're the ones that are, you know, they're supposed to be the aggressor. So how are women supposed to develop this ideal when it's never been imposed on them or they've never had to do it outside of some fantastic situations where Safari got whatever he got and Trey Songz got whatever he got and this person got whatever they got, but they're not the every man. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> to answer the question, I'm sorry, I was long-winded. I'm, no, no, that, uh, watch but me tie all of that up like some shoelaces. You the man. It's not not um, a problem. To answer the question, I told my wife this. Like, It's just consideration. Hmm. Like show me you love me by considering or being considerate towards me is when a woman can show me that she's not all about self or you know she's putting me first in certain ways or certain times don't gotta be all the time right but consideration is huge for me because to miles's point matrimony is said like yo if i tell you i want something get that 
Like, don't get me a watch if you know I don't wear watches. I feel like this happened to uh, probably all of us in this room at some point in time in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Not, probably, I'm I'm not gonna uh, say the most recent one, a current one, but <sighs> I feel like that's happened to all of us. Well, I mean, earlier in our relationship, my wife, Trisha, <clears throat> she, I mean, she's giving me some of my favorite watches that I still have. That's the difference. Oh, it was legit that a she's watch. She's actually oh, okay. giving me watches, but you know, I actually still have them and I wear them mm-hmm. when the time comes. But I'm not watch an guy. everyday watch guy. Mm-hmm. Now, my dad, he'll still try to give me a watch. He gave me a Movado for Christmas, and it's probably still sitting at my front door. Um, I hope you don't hear this, but <laughs> what? Um, like when you come in, you put it down, right? And oh, it's man. it's probably still sitting there. Ah. But of course, I pull it out, and when the time comes, you got a Movado, really nice situation. It's a nice watch. Or, mm-hmm. um, but I, I keep telling my dad, Dad, I don't, I, don't I don't wear watches. Like I got the same gear fit that I've had for like two years now, because it tells me the time and it shows me a text message. It's functional. That's all I need. <laughs> And if you can consider that, then I appreciate you. And I appreciate you appreciating me. That's good. Consideration. It was a remix. <laughs> Ravy. <laughs> I mean, I just want to know who y'all be dating. Like, on some real shit. Like, okay. the last, the first three people I can handle. Because I'm just going to break it down by the five guys, right? The first three uh-huh. I can handle in the sense that, depending upon... <clears throat> what the dynamic of your relationship is and kind of what role you've either want to have or assumed. I can handle somebody saying they don't really know what they want because I'm a giver. So sometimes it's hard for me to say what I actually want. You know, mm-hmm. I just want the person to sometimes. I, and like, I'm, I'm also big on love languages. So like my love language is quality time. So okay. I don't usually have gifts is actually no gifts is actually like the very last of the five. So okay. for me, <clears throat> if you buy me something, I'm going to appreciate it because you thought of me, but that's not going to get me excited. So it's really just showing up. If I plan something or if I want to do something, show up. So the first three people I can potentially work with because, all right, you don't you don't, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. The last two are just dickheads. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't deal with somebody that's like, oh, going to be left alone. Then be fucking single. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? And then the last we're not even going to answer, okay, you don't get shit. So, you know, for me, what I would have liked what I would like for my partner to say, honestly, I ask so many damn questions when I'm getting to know people that, you know, and I pay attention so mm-hmm. much that, I mean, hopefully he'll say something that I like, you okay. know, you know, and that hopefully something they, that I'm paying attention to. And I do mm-hmm. recognize that my level of um, attention and my level of really being into the person, unfortunately, is unusual for some people to deal with. So sometimes it can come off intense or intimidating, but it's because I'm, if I'm, if I want to be around you, I want to get to know who you are. And mm-hmm. I actually like getting, it's, it's funny because even though I don't like receiving gifts that much, I mean, I like giving gifts, you know, like I like figuring out how to make that person happy and everything like that. So I don't foresee this being a hard task for me unless the person just don't talk and then we won't work out too well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> like, I yeah, just want to know you, who y'all be dating. Like, this is some dumb shit. Like, for you, it was kind of it was a tougher question for you because it's they they were uh, it was an open ended question both mm-hmm. ways. But for you, it's it's way more wide open because yeah. you're telling us what you want someone to say, yeah. to you, which is kind of crazy. But I hear what you're saying. Basically, the last two guys, absolutely not. But the three, the, the three that said they they don't know because they're always a giver, mm-hmm. which is their excuse for why they don't have an answer. Um, from that point, that's the starting point for you. It's uh, better as far as a response yeah. to somebody actually saying, "I would like 
to spend quality time or I would like to go on a trip. Uh, yeah, like if I'm just, like, like I foresee <clears throat> this conversation being more so like, okay, I just got, to, I'm getting to know this person. So I'm okay. asking him like, oh, like what makes you feel appreciated? I mean, I, I wouldn't say it just like that, but like, what do you like? Or if I was to do something for you, like, what would you like? You know, like stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. if the first three said like, oh, I don't really know. I've always been the person to give throughout my life. Okay, I can work with that. Like, you know, but if you tell me, oh, I just want to be left alone. All right, bye. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like right. I just don't I don't do well with people who are either emotionally unavailable or who can't control their emotions. I just don't do well with those type yeah, of dynamics. So So yeah, so if a guy is just on some like stupid shit, then okay, well you can be alone. You okay. know, if you just don't want to respond then I, I can't fix that. Well, what if I told you they all have better answers, but they don't know necessarily how to give them to you. And For instance, me, you you were to you even just said in, in this in your spill, you said you can understand the three guys because you're a giver mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you're not, a lot of times you're not thinking about yourself. However, in that same breath, you said, uh, but quality time is your language of love. Yes. Which if you were asked that question, you would say quality time. Because mm-hmm. I've so, gotten to know myself. So you were able, exactly. Yeah. You were able to give that. And also, you weren't held, uh, you weren't blockaded essentially from accessing yourself in mm-hmm. that regard a lot of times women in society are told to read into yourself love yourself mm-hmm. get to know yourself a lot mm-hmm. more whereas men were almost ostracized for doing that or were now i'm gonna get into that a little bit more it's starting to change but that's why this episode is called masculinity mm-hmm. because we're forced to wear essentially a mask yep and <clears throat> that mask can be very or has been very, very toxic. And we can get into the phrase toxic masculinity, which I hope by the end of this episode we can do away with um, for something better. But all y'all points are are dope in that, <clears throat> well, first of all, my gentlemen that are on the podcast with me, like myself, are in tune with themselves, mm-hmm. like you as well, Ravy. Um, and that is, I guess, could be attributed to our experiences at home or just in our lives that we've just come full circle and we realize that our best selves are better when we love ourselves. Yeah. Martial poetry, matrimonies can tell you something other than what these gentlemen said. Um, and when it was posted in the group, a lot of guys were like, we kind of agree, but we disagree in that, and we had our own reasoning. However, the gentleman that you well, the, the, the fourth one, let's say the guy who said... Uh, he wants to be left alone. That's actually a legitimate answer. And it I is saw, a legitimate answer, but left, I'm just but he not going to deal not, with it. Not, not legitimate in that I don't want you around me while we're together. Mm-hmm. Not that. He wants you there. Don't bother him. So it's like some guys want that. Like, for instance, my, my father, perfect example. He loves the crap out of my mom. If you say something about him not loving my mom, he probably tries to slap you. Mm-hmm. But he's very much an introvert. Mm-hmm. Like, he can flourish in that environment. He provided... For me and my brother and my mom, he did all that, but he didn't need the, the the yeah. hovering, you know, where some well, some dudes would appreciate the. Uh, I would affection. say, but that that also goes down to like kind of how matrimony said, knowing your partner. So if you know your partner don't want to do shit, then leave him the fuck alone. That's different than with the person. The way I'm reading it, and that's why I hate these types of memes, mm-hmm. no matter how they're geared towards, whether it's geared towards women, men, or whatever, because. Mm-hmm. 
you don't know the context. You don't know how the person answered the question. They yeah. could just left, been laughing for all they know, like, oh, just leave me the fuck alone. It could be somebody like your father who just really truly like, yo, just let, leave me yeah, in my true. space. Mm-hmm. Let me do me and I'm in a great, I'm, I'm happy. Or it could be somebody who is so emotionally unavailable or so out of it that they're like, just leave me the fuck alone. They see their relationship as a burden. We don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really dislike these types of means because I feel like they do serve a purpose of generating conversation, but they're so one-sided that mm-hmm. like this person who wrote it. And I, I mean, if y'all know her personally, I'm not going to let you sis, I don't. but no. you know, mm-hmm. but this person is very clear that she wrote it because she intended to try to like, I guess show that black women want to be invested in her men. But she said because she didn't get the answer she was looking for. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they're all legitimate answers because no is the the most legitimate. It's like one of the shortest answers in the world. Like you know, it's still an answer. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, oh boy, didn't even say nothing. But I'm just yeah, yeah, that that's an issue more than anything else. But I just that's that's just my issue with these types of. How do you um, not respond? Yeah, like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but that's just my issue with um these types of things because I feel like the intent versus the impact are usually on two different spheres. Mm-hmm. So usually. I'm assuming her intent is to try to generate the conversation around like, you know, kind of like black women are invested in it. They're not always talking about the ain't shit. Like I'm tired of those narratives. Like stop mm-hmm. trying to prove one side one I way agree. or the other. Just have the conversations. Like I'd rather it be like, okay, what are some things you do for your significant other? Or what would you like for your significant other to do for you? Or something like that. I mean, she did ask that, but like, I just feel like they're kind of, I feel like a lot of times well, that that's because, ends up happening oh, is it turns into this whole dichotomy of us versus them. And I don't like that. Well, we've been <clears throat> kind of brainwashed to do that, which is a, another episode in itself, um, especially to black people. Well, black people, we've been brainwashed. The to black family has been designed. Mm-hmm. This country was not designed for the black family to flourish. <clears throat> and I think the moment we realize that, the, the stronger we'll get. But not again, as free people anyway. Um, but that's that's a whole other episode. Um, but no, uh, she her intent I guess you could say it was in the right place, like her heart. Oh, of course. Um, but the issue is that what she's trying to get at is, I don't know, secondary, tertiary to the preliminary problem, which is what we're going to try to tackle today. So I got everybody's thoughts on it. My Mine is my answer for the people who care. <clears throat> I just feel like uh, some type of, of love and affection. I can do just about any of the other stuff myself. Or I'm kind of like I get my dad's mentality and mm-hmm. – not being a troll to himself, like, but the independence of it. Mm-hmm. But I can't love and affect on myself the way that. Just say you just want buns. Hey, it's not just <laughs> buns though. I, I want. No, like I'll give you. Okay, I sound oh, I want intimacy, Like my dad, bro. right? My dad is one of the hardest people to buy for because he don't want shit. Like he yeah, literally like be like, I, "Y'all are my gift, Dad." Okay. Yeah, like I hate like when that. he says it, but he means it so mm-hmm. much. Like he is perfectly fine having like a cheesesteak or a hoagie with some beer and watching TV or like if my mom cooks this, he likes steak or she makes that or something like that. Like he's perfectly fine with something so simple because he just wants to be us to be around. Mm-hmm. So he will not tell you anything specific that he wants. He don't got anything that's because really he doesn't want anything on his mind like, like that. that. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, my brother, if I ask him, he might be able to give me a list of things that he particularly wants, mm-hmm. you know? So like I get, I get that though. It's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. I get it. Mm-hmm. And, and see, your bro being able to do that, too. And not to say your, your dad is wrong at all, because I'm probably Mm-mm. just like your pop. But your bro being able to do that is probably uh, has to do with the fact that y'all both came up in a stable mm-hmm. a stable upbringing. Yeah. Um, in a nice environment. But that's how. Yeah, I definitely do that, too, because I drive, I drive my wife crazy around Christmas time. She's like, what you want? I'm like, 
No. It reminds me of a, a conversation <laughs> I had with Alicia. Like, um, people that don't know me, I refer to my parents by their first name, but I love you, mom. <laughs> but when I when I talk about them, I refer to them like with my friends, like right. I say Alicia. Right. right. But I had a conversation with my mom this past Christmas, and I'm not big on holidays and birthdays. I, I really feel like paganism is really rampant in this country. No, let's talk about it. But um, so she's like, well, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, mom, you don't know what I want. You don't want to know what I want for Christmas. You want me to tell you something that you'll enjoy giving me. And I think that's sometimes a microcosm of the interaction between black men and black women, because at the end of the day, my mom wants to be able to do nice stuff for me. And she wants Mm -hmm. me to, you know, cooperate with that. Like, hey, you know, well, tell me you want like a TV or something so she can go out and get it because she can do nice things now. She's got a much better job than she had when we were growing up and she's able to do these type of things. But at the end of the day, me not really being into gift giving or the holiday in that spirit altogether stops me from telling her what I want because I, I tell my, I was like, mom, if you want to give me $200 and I could pay a bill, that's great. But the first thing I always answer to her is, I'll be like, mom, save your money. Get yourself something nice. Hey. And just think of me. And she <laughs> hates that. <laughs> she hates though. it because she's like, no, I want to do something for you and yada, yada, yada. And I think that's the paradox of the interaction that Ravy was refer- um, alluding to. Whereas though, you know, you get one dude that says, oh, I just want to be left alone. And that kind of upsets a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, black women, sometimes they want to be like, well, why do you want to be left alone? Why don't you want to hang with me? Why don't you want to be with me? Why no, don't you want I just to want you to be able to answer the question. That's all. This no, it's not about like that. Like if again, if I know who you are, if I know that you really enjoy really enjoy your free time, that's one thing. But you just say like, oh, I just want to be left alone. Well, then fuck you. You could be alone for good then. Like you know well, what I'm saying? Real, like real quick, let me let me ask this, <laughs> like, the guys in the room when you hear. His response, I want to be left alone. Did you equate that to free time to do what you want with your time? Or did you equate that to don't be in the room or don't talk to me? Yeah, I I equated that to the free time, like playing 2K. Right. Um, So then why don't you say that? Watching movies. Yeah, see, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have phrased it like yeah. that's what I'm saying, it's, and, and that's why. I <laughs> but said he before, probably is giving it as like a, a general ass like, answer. I don't know you. Well, that's why I said that's <laughs> right. the problem yeah. with these type of things because you don't know the context. You get but what I'm saying? He, but yeah. see, the thing is, at the same time, yeah, it's like you saying, I don't know the context because he's talking to a person who just asked him that mm-hmm. shit. Like he might have been in a bad mood and just be like, oh, just leave me alone. But I and the thing yeah, he is, might have been talking to her. I understand the answer. It could have been a text message. It could have been a face to face. It could have been whatever. Like we don't know. That's also, my issue with these kinds of things. So he could have just been on some like uh, you know what would make me happy. What can hockey show appreciation? Just leave me alone on my own devices. Let me be in the garage or let me be in my room or, or just <laughs> relax. A lot of times, like when I when I read that part of it, it was okay. This is a young lady who's <clears throat> maybe a little bit more high strung. Or he's referring to a young lady that may be a little bit more high strung. Right. He loves her to death. Loves right. her to death. But sometimes it gets to be a bit much where it's just like, like I said to, to Alicia's point, you want me to want the gift that you want to give me. Right. And I'm not saying that all black women are like that, Ravy. She's shaking her head. I'm not I'm saying. I'm not saying anything. That I'm letting you talk. <laughs> it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to think of because you're not like this. But I'm telling you that there are multitudes of black women out there and women, period, that essentially want you to react to things how they want you to react to things. Maybe I've been single for too long. And that's just been my answer for everything lately. But 
quite frankly, I feel like if I ask a person, because the statement says I asked five black men what they would like to receive from their lady to feel appreciated. If I receive the answer, I want to be left alone, and I'm only taking it from the text that's Mm -hmm. given to me, Mm -hmm. then my question is, why are you with that person? Because you can easily say, I would like to have time for myself, a day for myself, or whatever like that. But to me, it reads as if, like, this person's irritating you on a regular basis, so therefore you want to be left the fuck alone because that's how she's going to appreciate you. Why are you with a person like that? Because somebody irritates you doesn't mean that they don't... I'm an introvert. Everybody irritates me on a regular basis. Mm. However... I would never say to feel appreciated. I want my man to leave me alone. And he's not you. But I'm saying I wouldn't be with that person. None of us are this person. And, and We're all answering from ourselves. Right. But I'm just saying my answer is, is that why are you with a person like that? Because that person, they're saying for you to make them feel appreciated, leave them the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound yeah, weird no, to I, you? I understand. No, like, you know if you take it for... Straight up, all we the words that we see on the opinion. paper. But like I, like I told you, I had Matrimonious and Marshall Poetry tell you what they saw when they read mm-hmm. that. And probably every other dude. We every, all are saying how we see it's, it. It's a free time thing. He just said it with I, we don't no know. frill. You know what I'm trying to do? And I'm not I'm not trying to be difficult. Mm, no, it's fine. Because if, if anything, there are probably women listening that may have but the I same. Don't, but see, the problem is I don't want to be the voice of just women because I know there are men who feel the same way I do too, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to turn mm-hmm. into like, Ravy speaks for the women, y'all speak for the men. Mm-hmm. I want to no. have a conversation. I'm trying better these days to really just take things for what I see, okay. not to try to add different scenarios or whatever because I feel like what ends up happening is we create our own narrative Mm -hmm. versus what's there because I feel like people need to do a better job (laughs) of just saying what they mean right Mm -hmm. so like if you mean one plus one equals two I shouldn't have to say well you know maybe they really meant one times six plus whatever Mm -hmm. and it came to 12 no the person said one plus one equals two and that's what it is so I'm really trying to like not create my own narrative to make myself feel comfortable Mm -hmm. or make myself understand it and so I taken that logic to I'm reading this verbatim and we're going to post this on Instagram too so y'all can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, verbatim what I'm what what I'm seeing and so I'm okay with being on the you know the only one the only person on the camp. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm tend to be like that well, all the time. You're not really by yourself in this. But I'm just saying I'm okay with being even if I was I'm okay with being mm-hmm. the one that has a different okay. opinion but mm-hmm. I'm I just feel like if the person says to be left alone, then that to me says a lot. That, that's a loaded statement. As simple as, as, as those, what, what to be left alone. Four words. That's a very <laughs> loaded statement, you know, because that, that to me, that tells me that person's not happy. Mm-hmm. And that, that could be good. <clears throat> that really could. And we, we could dig into that some more, mm-hmm. but that was really just a warm up, though. <laughs> I wanted to get into the tweet. And like you said, she did what she was trying to do with creating conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys gave me enough ammunition to go into the next portion. Um, so what I wanted to talk about was pretty much a lot of these gentlemen, um, especially the last guy who couldn't even come up with an answer. Um, <laughs> he irritates though, me like, the most. Right. <laughs> the screen just said he writing. And then <laughs> dot, dot, dot. dot, 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 dot. Right, <laughs> right. I don't understand how that happened. That's funny. Especially if they weren't face, face-to-face. That's hilarious, actually. Um, but a lot of these gentlemen that, that can't really give uh, – Let's just say a, a more thought out answer. Their issues could lie somewhere else. And from what I took from that is that it does lie in how masculinity has formed 
kind of like a, a mask for men um, to hide behind. Not even hide. We're almost kind of forced to be behind it for years now. And I took the opportunity to do a little research and try to, you know, educate myself on the origin of masculinity and where it came from. Now, clearly, they weren't taking notes of things and, and concepts of, of such as this nature forever. But it goes back to, I think, as early as like the 1600s or something like that. I'm not really going to get into that aspect of masculinity too much because it doesn't really connect. But for those who are curious, masculinity back then, that's like the Victorian times, is a whole different game. Whole different game. Like that's when dudes were wearing the white curly wigs. Uh, you know, they had great posture. It was like, like that. That's a whole different time. But masculinity is an ever-changing concept, and the one that we seem to be stuck on and struggling with is twentieth-century uh, masculinity. <clears throat> so it started in the early nineteen hundreds, probably a little bit before that, in the eighteen hundreds, around uh, near the end of slavery. Um, but it's the one that we all know and love. And it is basically that, and there was two halves of that. It is basically that, um, the male is the breadwinner and the female is the one that makes the house a home. Um, the male is measured by his economic contributions to the family and it is secured by denying any characteristic associated with women so being in touch with your emotions softness overall feminine type of personality traits like all of that anything opposite of that is 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 emasculine if that's a word i don't even know <laughs> but anything opposite of that makes you weak and if you're feminine you're weak it is it associates being a woman and and not as strong as a man with weakness which is both very problematic statements because there are women who will bust everybody in this room down with no problem. I've seen some strong joints on Instagram now. <laughs> everybody working out. So, and that's not true. And then it changes to, in the second half of the 20th century, uh, more more connected to what we're familiar with these days is that the man is independent. So you got your bachelor. He's sexually assertive. He pretty much has his... You know, whatever he puts his mind on, any women he wants to get, the womanizer, the, say, for instance, Trey, and I don't feel like shooting at Trey, man. But anyway, perfect hey. example, though, what Marshall Forge was saying earlier, like guys like Trey that can pretty much say line them up. You know, future, I got, what do you say? What do you say? Uh, uh, it ain't a joke on Instagram, my ain't hit. Oh, what do you yeah. say? She, stuff like that, like sexually assertive. Chick on Instagram, my ain't and they're hit. athletic. Everybody play ball. Everybody play basketball. Even... Tory Lays play basketball. <laughs> he trash. I got a, I got a, <laughs> I got a real funny. Just something real quick. <laughs> My old coworker, shout out to Benny. Um, Benny <laughs> the When we heard about that, when Future said that line, he texted his girl. He was talking to him, going to say, "Did you fuck Future?" <laughs> and she was like, "What kind of question?" He was like, "He said you can't find a chick on Instagram. He ain't hit." So I'm just like. <laughs> On, Why bro. would you even do that? Okay, it was just funny. Okay, Benny. I'm calling right. Future Alive. But no, all, all those things are, are familiar with you. Let me stop me if, if any of that doesn't sound like the masculinity that has been put in front of us since the 80s. Since since we've seen John claude Van Damme doing split kicks. Wait. 
which eighties? Because some stuff, uh, uh, some stuff in the eighties was yeah. mad girly. <laughs> right, well, knee high boots can't, and shit. You can't knock Rick a, James. Yeah. Chill, but Prince, Prince Shoot still the had the Rick sexually James. assertive. Um, cameo Rick like, James sexually served all but, those bulls was slaying everything but I That's think true. y'all proving his point is since that masculinity and femininity but we're gonna talk about fat masculinity here has changed right and so like at what point did we decide that what has been seen as more feminine or weak or whatever is unacceptable when did that shift go to what I consider to be hyper masculinity mm-hmm. that we have now where it's like I see men constantly feeling the need to prove that they're not a bitch or they're not this, they're not that. Anything that's associated to women, they're not. And it's like, okay, so what's the problem? Or like when you said, Flip, you have women out here who are more masculine or have more um, masculine type of features. I mean, it is what it is. Like, you know, they just, they just, they are, they're not what you consider to be a woman. And Mm -hmm. yet they have to prove, you know, like, you know, what, where did that shift come from and kind of like i think that you know you hit the nail on the head that as far as like when you look throughout time what we consider to be the norm quote unquote now has changed dramatically mm-hmm. you know and so like you said like prince and all them like they was running around his hair pressed <laughs> when i had hair his hair was more flowing than mine i'm like Ooh. shit like you know like his hair Mike pressed Jack and with the drunk t-shirts makeup and all that and they yeah, was Mike, he was always rip ready more women than some of these guys do now mm-hmm. but if you had a guy that walked out like prince that wasn't halloween what would they call him Insert all kinds of uh, insults. What's my man name from She's Gotta Have It? (laughs) Yeah. Oh. But I'm just saying, like, I, 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 you know, it's, for me, I mean, I'm sorry, were you done? Because I was like, Oh, I got more. Okay, go ahead. Uh, No, no, I'm saying (laughs) I got more more. for the show. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I just think that. Oh, but Ravy, real quick. (laughs) I'm talking. (laughs) (laughs) God, I told y'all. I know. Listen, I tried. It's love. Did you put welcome in there? (laughs) No, my point. No, my, no, I really. Okay, I'm going to talk, but I'm not going to, like, <laughs> I can't, no, it's I'm okay. saying, <laughs> I'm not going to, like, I can't say what it is to be a man. That's, that's I guess, the point I'm trying to say, like, right. I'm not going right. to, like, okay. give uh, assertions or facts about whatever. All I can do is give my, my perspective. But I think that the bigger, which we've said for many, many episodes here, is that we've gotten a lot of bad messages growing up. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of bad messages. And I think that, you know, for me, when I think about what it is to be a man or what masculinity is, it's just being true to yourself and being who you are. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with your sexuality. It has nothing to do with how you present yourself. It's how you act, mm-hmm. you know. And so for me, <coughs> manhood is a tie to adulthood. So, you know, let's say maybe you're not the breadwinner of the household, right? Are you still positively contributing to your household? So maybe you can't contribute financially, but are you picking up on other areas of the house? So mm-hmm. maybe if your woman or your man, whoever you're dating, if they're the one bringing in more money, what other ways can you help to make the household positive? Not are you taking away? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so if you, but even if you are the breadwinner financially, are you still positively contributing to the household? Mm-hmm. Or are you just thinking, oh, I got, I bring in the checks. That's all I got to do. You could be a dick about it. You know, you could be a complete dick about it. You know, so... I think that in my experience, just talking to male friends and having female friends that are dating men and men who date men too, is that um, a lot of times, I mean, let's just be honest. Let's let's take the breadwinner aspect, right? 
we're not making the same kind of money we was back in the day. We talked about this a couple episodes before. Like just women, people, people, yeah. <laughs> people. Oh, yeah, we are saying. not we making enough money. Uh, we're having our salaries right. having, right. and, right. and most of Cost us of we living. either graduated college or stopped going to college around the same time the academy academy the economy crashed. Mm-hmm. And so researchers showed that our generation we already started much lower than our parents' generation as far as our salaries, which means that if we continue on this trend, which we probably will. Unless we bounce around or whatever, we're not going to make the same kind of money, earning potential-wise, as generations before us. We're the first generation that's not going to do better financially than our parents. Mm-hmm. And Professor that fucking sucks. In the house. So, with that being said, right. we really have to really examine what we consider to be the, the, the traditional roles in the household. And so, you know, it kind of goes back to our couple episodes before about, you know, roommates versus paying for this, paying for that. Like I've said before, we're not dating ATMs here. You know, um, we have to really look at what 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 characteristics we have and i think that we've been brainwashed to saying this is what a man is for all these years right and so now that those things are being challenged we don't even know what to say what it is to be a man mm-hmm. because everything we've been taught and ingrained is is now potentially not the case right so it's making us really think introspectively okay what it is for me to be a man or a woman or whatever however you identify and i think that that's where some of the challenges mm-hmm. are coming from because we've never really been provoked to think in that way and then the ones that do have been silenced but now thanks to good old social media for better or for worse we're having these kinds of conversations so i think that we really got to stop thinking of what society or a meme or whoever tells us it is to be a man and really look at okay, these are the experiences I've had with men. Um, these are things I like. Sure. <laughs> these things I don't like. These mm-hmm. are things I want to explore. And also just getting to know that person for who they are right. and see what they bring to the table. Because I think a lot of times, from a dating perspective, most people who end up getting settled down, they're not with the person that they said they would be with 10, 15 years before. If they are, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But most of us aren't with, with aren't, most of us don't end up with the ideal. Because the ideal is what we put together. Not, it's well, not what who we were get, given to put together, or just or what we yeah, saw, on whether we're given what whatever, we exp- it's, it's, what, it's, it's a made-up mm-hmm. fantasy in mm-hmm. our head. Fantasy, and then we realize that people are not fantasies; they're realities. Mm-hmm. And then when you meet the person, you start making concessions, or you start realizing you're getting bonuses. And so, that's just my thoughts. Much poetry. Would you about to say something? Do <clears> we do <throat> we go way past that? No, I mean it's 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 all about the masculinity and what we talk about. I mean. I was told the true definition of a man was to never cry, work till I die, got to provide. Marmonger. Always be just, always be the rock <laughs> for my fam, and protest them by all means, and, and and give my woman the things that she need. And I think it's just as simple for some of us, mm-hmm. but also it is nuanced and it's changing and it's evolving and it's doing so at levels and speeds that we are not prepared for. So. When a, when a question comes like this, I think one of the main things that I was talking about in the Facebook group was from a young lady that responded. And she said, yeah, it's definitely got some truth to it because he said one of the things that the dude said in a tweet. So I asked her, I said, well, okay, what were your follow-up questions? She was like, what you mean? I said, like, ask him again. Because if I sat here and looked Ravy in the eye and I said, what did you think of the quarterback draft class in 1984? I'm like, nope. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you get a question that you don't know how to answer because you've never been asked before. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe the next time somebody asks you about the quarterback class in 1984, oh, sure. somebody asked me this before. I remember I did look up something. Mm-hmm. You got a little bit more to give. 
sometimes it's not always about like, okay, this person didn't have an answer or this person didn't answer this. So why are they with this person? Sometimes it's, you're so used to protecting by all means and being the man and being a provider and never crying. And cause this is what manhood is. This is your existence. This is your, this is your, 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 your reality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes somebody asks you something that completely goes against that and you don't know what to do. Right. So, and reaching back up to that girl that, you know, that young lady that I told her, you know, make sure that you ask more often, what can I do? What can I do to show appreciation for you? A lot of times you ask this one question in passing, you don't get the response that you want or you don't get the response that you think is going to be conducive to you actually doing something. So you kind of move away from it. But how many dudes had to ask their woman what they want for Valentine's Day or what they wanted for anything? How how many times you got to ask your woman what you want to eat? Right. How many times? Uh, don't talk about the food. Chill, you boy. know what I mean. So it's <laughs> sometimes saying, I don't know. Just bring her something. Shit. I no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. No, that's that that's the, what you learned over time. That's the most difficult time. question in the world. I mean, but I never, I never really answer. You, but I'm really not that. Picky. But it'd be like, what you want? I don't know. You pick Taco Bell. Now I don't want. That. Exactly. And it's just, it's just, it's just a basic analogy. That's not me saying like this is what it is. But what I'm saying is that what it comes down to sometimes is is ladies. You know, just showing the effort. What I said was consideration, and that's part of consideration. If I say I don't know the first time, then you have to be considerate enough to say, okay, well, maybe this is something that we need to work on. Maybe this is something that we can, you know, build on. You ask me again the next time, I'm like, oh, okay, she she really want to know. It's not just she saw a meme on Facebook or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like she's really invested, and that's what consideration is to me. Where it's just like, yo, you're really trying to put someone else before you. Right. You're not trying to do it to say you did it. You're not trying to do it because, oh, it's a passing fancy and it's something that you thought would be fun as an activity in a relationship so you could talk to your girlfriends. Like, no, you're seriously invested in what would make me happy as a person in this relationship. And sometimes us dudes are so not used to having that option and not used to having that presented to us that in the beginning, it's going to be some hesitation. It's going to be some mistrust there. Even if you've been with a person for years, a new question comes about. Just like a new person comes about, you, your girl say, who that? i never seen her before. And now you're like, oh, shit. But it's the same type of a scenario where it's to where a new question comes up. For the, oh, shit. She never asked me what I would like to be to done to be appreciated before. Right. Oh, shit. It's like speaking another language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if your love language is communication or if your love language is time or if your love language is, is, is physical contact or whatever it is, gifts. That first time is always going to be a, an experience of speaking something new. So you have to stick with it. And I think that's where a lot of some young ladies may lose the bar, lose their way when it comes down to this option as to where men are, we're, masculinity is being redefined. Mm-hmm. And we're here as it's changing. We're yes. men. Yes. So just like women are here as uh, femininity, femininity is changing and the roles are changing and women are the most educated and, and successful group in United States black women that is fantastic awesome I don't know how it is for y'all being in this changing landscape but I knew a man was for me to never cry work till I die and provide so sometimes you gotta you gotta work with us a little bit as opposed to you know like I said with my mom she wanted to hear what she wanted to get me for, mm-hmm. for Christmas that's really what she wanted I told her mom give me some long tube socks I really need some socks it's about to be winter tube socks she, lit she pitched a fit because it wasn't what was in her mind of what she wanted to get me. And I'm like, mom, it's some you... expensive tube socks out there. Well, it's not even about the money, but I think she was more like, 
okay, Cute. I want you to right. participate in what what's going on. And me, I was just kind of like, no, nah, because I don't really bang with that stuff. I so I think that's what it really comes down to sometimes. Um, and I think that, you know, to, to Ravy's point, who are we dating? We've dated women like this. And I think that there are a lot of women out there like this and, and they're getting used to the power. It's pretty cool. Like, okay. I think that honestly, like for me, it's just really, I've said it before I sat down. It doesn't matter what you have to communicate period. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because just like you spent, I'm not knocking what you're saying, but just like you spent the last five minutes or so talking about all these things about your experiences, I can do the same thing about men, but where that, where's that going to lead us? the same point we're at right now we have to communicate period point blank period i don't you know and like i think that where i rub people potentially the wrong way is because i am a lot more assertive i'm much more direct about what it is that i want what i plan to bring to the table and what i want from somebody to build together because my thing is i bring in i bring a set of positive and negatives huh Particular set of skills. I do, but I'm not an interview. I bring in a certain. I bring in both positives and negatives, and then the guy that I date in the future is going to bring in positive negatives, and so hopefully we can counteract and diminish as much of those negatives as possible and create a bunch more positives together, right? But just like I would say. Yes, I would think that anybody would want to follow up. I mean, it also depends how much I like you. So, Mm. like, if I'm with you or if I'm dating you and I'm feeling you. And I ask you that question and you give me nothing or you don't give me much, I'm much more inclined to ask you again or follow mm-hmm. up or figure out what's going on. But if I'm not really feeling you like that and you pull something like that, then I may not want to ask you again. And that's okay. And so I think that if we're going to have the conversation and again, just focusing on masculinity, I'm not going to do what I just said I did, but I hate what happens before is I would also encourage men to be more open to being vulnerable early on Mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying so if you do get hit with a question that you don't know how to answer being vulnerable and saying i don't know how to answer that question or Mm -hmm. i don't know or maybe having that conversation right then and there because it's one thing to encourage women to say well ask again or figure out what's going on but you have to also be open to that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. too so the first three guys said i don't know and i said i was okay with those guys I probably well, see, the Navy, you, Ravy, you're 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 on the the right track. See, the the thing is, and the reason we're, we're talking about masculinity is because it, it has been a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, like martial poetry said, right now it is changing. Mm-hmm. Um, the mask is coming off. So in that regard, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, when we cool. define, uh, and I definitely put that on Twitter too. I, we'll we'll get into that a little later <laughs> when we define um, or talk about what. I guess contemporary masculinity is. I do have a question for that too. Not now, but I have a question. Okay. Oh yeah, we definitely talked about that. I'm not gonna forget. Write it down. I ain't gonna forget. Masculinitis. I'm not gonna forget. Yeah. No. But y'all, y'all definitely. Just be ready to think. Don't hit me with the I don't know. Oh, oh, shit. oh, see, see, all <laughs> of us. <laughs> I ain't come here to think tonight, damn it. <laughs> all of the young men in, oh, around this table are, are, are next level uh, masculine. I just want to. <laughs> I've been yo, I've been kind of going to war about this stuff lately. I noticed. Um, Has this been a burning question? No, like in social media, in my head. um, Just in general, like, people, it's starting to get annoying, you know, because you can't, it's almost like you can't do anything without being called out your name or somebody calling you gay. You get pretty bad. People be wilding out, and I'd be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, because it's just like, like, um, 
for example, like somebody like we were talk, like Marshall Poetry saying something about like never crying. Like people cry, they're gonna cry. They're not gay because you're crying. Okay, like even conversation like about years. like sexual acts with women that aren't normal, I guess, you know, to some people, it's like you're gay. Like somebody, I remember shout out the Spice Gang because they be annoying me, but oh I be God, going at them. <laughs> somebody says something like, "Are you gay if you let a chick, you know, lick your hind parts, whatever?" So this one boy was just going on a tangent. I'm just like, "Yo, if you have sex with a woman, it's, it, there's nothing gay about it. I mean, she does these things, okay, whatever, but it's with a woman. Mm-hmm. To be gay, you have to." Be with a man. You have to be attracted to a man. You have to want to be with men. That's what gay is. And and coming up through the years, we yo when we were kids in high school, like everything was like yo, it's gay. Like yo, you know how we used to be. Let me stop you right there though, because you're getting into my second hand. <laughs> <laughs> I let you go, but I was like, all right, he go keep going. But remember that he said you're because it's <laughs> it, no, it's it's important. It's important. Stop me. Listen, I don't got much show. We got to make it happen. All right, and then we're gonna do this break real quick. We're mm-hmm. gonna come back and we're gonna get into. We're going to get into the uh, the change that's occurring with masculinity gotcha. and the outdated, misguided direction that we've gone in with the one that we have. And then specify the issue with the, the, the black man dealing with that. And then that's what we'll talk about with okay. you get into that. That's pretty, it's pretty much just us, for real. <laughs> in that regard, yeah. like, the white people say it, but it's a different connotation for them. Than when we say it. Is white it? people can do some gay ass shit and, and never be called right, gay. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Right. I thought you said we was waiting. Come we are. Down. We are. Right. I'm just. I'm just telling <laughs> that, Brandon. Right. I, I let the right. cat out the bag, but out the crown royal. But we we gonna get into that. Mm. But all right, y'all. We take a break. Y'all hold on to your horses or whatever you got to grab onto, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, yo, it's Flip Hewitt of the Legion of Love podcast, and I just wanted to take this opportunity to talk about our sponsors. Question, what are your priorities in life? Career path, sustenance, your children, friendship, love. Hey, those are all dope priorities, but what about your pleasure? Maybe, just maybe, if you prioritize your pleasure, all those other things may fall into place, or at the very least, you can prioritize them as well, but with a lot less stress and tension. The lovely ladies of Erotic Boudoir would love to help you do just that. So, prioritize your pleasure with Erotic Boudoir, Philadelphia's premier adult novelty provider, and let them handle all of your adult novelty needs. Whether male or female, don't worry about what those needs may be. They got you. And for now, we got you as well. Be sure to enter Legion of Love, L-E-G-I-O-N-O-F-L-O-V-E, at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. So what are you waiting for? You can listen to us and begin to prioritize your pleasure at the same time. Back to the show. All right, y'all, we right back. We're going to come in for that landing, that home stretch. You know what it is. Flip Hewitt, Ravy Baby, Matrimonious, Marshall Poetry. That's around the table. That's counterclockwise. I don't know it. But we just here to talk about it. Let's go. So, episode 48, Masculinity. Um, We was talking about a lot of stuff. 
uh, everybody started ruining the second half of the episode, including myself. But uh, we're going <laughs> to just continue with where I had planned on um, picking up at after the break. So we're going to talk about how the uh, masculinity that we're faced with on a day-to-day basis that seems to be the most problematic, um, the toxic masculinity, is really outdated and misguided from its, its origins in a sense. But I also wanted to get on this earlier, but I got a little distracted. But the, the word toxic, I feel like to call masculinity toxic is kind of uh, almost a cop-out. Um, because the word toxic is defined as causing unpleasant feelings, harmful or malicious. Okay, yes, it's definitely going to cause unpleasant feelings. But the harmful and malicious part, that's almost saying that this person is doing this because um, it is an adjective. Um unknowingly to to an extent where i feel like these i mean on purpose to an extent where these people are doing this on purpose but if you were raised to believe one thing and this is all you know you can't say it is malicious in that sense um i feel like the word toxic could be replaced with ignorance i feel like it's a lack of knowledge on how to appropriately uh address people of your own gender as well as the other gender and we've been put in a place where the man is supposed to be the breadwinner, provide for the family. The other side of things not really being brought to our attention, female being strong, being the breadwinner, we, we don't understand that. Females are supposed to be weak, all that. It's ignorance, for real, because in reality, like you were saying, Ravy Baby, the, the titles and the roles are changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's <clears throat> why I would say it's outdated. And that toxic is a cop-out because you're just giving them a title that they could say, ah, this is just who I am. When it's really not, it's well, like well, I feel like it's. No, can I say yeah. something real quick? No, I don't know. Ravy gonna say something. Sorry, go for it. Yeah, let's go. No, because even I mean, Ravy at some point a couple months ago, maybe we were talking about some. She had to school me on the whole toxic masculinity thing, and I, I see what you're saying, but I also know that people know right from wrong mm-hmm. in a lot of situations. And for example, I think we talked about the guy who tried to talk to the girl, and she didn't give him the number. He shot her. Like that's like toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Like. Because that's harmful. That's like yeah, off the I wouldn't hook. connect that to masculinity. No, because he just murdered that girl. But but because he was being rejected. Yeah, because of rejection and because he's part of the masculinity the, is like yeah. I'm the man, so I'm supposed to get her. She's supposed to respond to me in a positive manner. Like that's the toxic the toxic masculinity coming out, which resulted in him doing what he did. That's like that that. The, I get what you're saying, but I mean, the toxic it's, part—it's like, hard that for me to agree with that because that's that's to the extreme. That's I mean, yeah, but whether murder, it's extreme or not, I, I could see yeah. it as he's just a violent person. But even all right, so even when you try to talk to a chick in the street, you know, a woman, whatever, and it's like she rejects you, like fuck you, bitch, you dirty, you ugly, anyway. That's being harmful to to them as far as like you know that could be like a self esteem thing. It could be anything when you say these things to them. Just because you got rejected, mm-hmm. but toxic masculinity can also be male on male too. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to always be. That's true too. You know, and go ahead. No, I did say um, that. You want to go first, Marshall? Oh, um, I know your thoughts. So I wonder. Just yeah. Well, it's, it's two two big examples that I say on both sides of that. Real okay. Quick. Just as far as toxic masculinity being somebody like Harvey Weinstein. Okay. He used his station, his position, mm-hmm. and his masculinity as a man in power mm-hmm. to take advantage. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of somebody who knew about it, and I really can't call it ignorance. Mm-hmm. Now, to- the ignorant masculinity, I would say, is more of an Aziz Ansari, where it's just like, 
oh, I thought you were having a great time. I didn't mean to do anything disrespectful. <laughs> this is how I was cultivated in order to react in these situations mm-hmm. because women are, you know, taught to play, play hard to get. And he doesn't, he didn't realize, like, yeah. I don't really no. think there's a malicious bone in his ease and I saw his body. But at that point in time, I would say that that was more towards ignorant masculinity, okay. to your point. And I, I agree with that. And that, that's why I say that the phrase toxic is a cop-out. You're giving, you're giving a man like Harvey Weinstein a cop-out is to just bl- <clears throat> blame it on his, his masculinity or no, the guy no, who no, 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 no. murdered toxic the girl. Toxic is good for him. Toxic is, yeah. No, But see, that's the thing. I, I would just go as far to say... Those gentlemen are bad people. It has nothing to do with it because women could do those same exact things. That's what makes it not masculinity. Because a woman could just come and try to holler at a dude like what's up and bang you. Or a girl could take advantage of her power, Mm -hmm. money, and force a man to sleep with her or I guess rape him. Mm -hmm. But that, that, that being able to cross both genders... It can't be masculine. It could be toxic, but I would just say to say they're bad people. The best example. Whereas the easy and sorry situation. No, no. I was gonna say that every time I see I see a male that gets frustrated with the term toxic masculinity is because I feel like sometimes they're taking it as a personal description of themselves, or they're taking it as masculinity is toxic and that's not what the statement is saying toxic anything means that you've taken this characteristic and you've now contaminated Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. you've now made it harmful so everything you talk about with the definition of toxic that's what's happened so Mm -hmm. when you get messages to men young males about you know don't cry don't show emotion that's toxic Mm -hmm. because that's harmful to that person because if a person is not allowed to show emotion it's one thing if you choose not to show emotion Mm -hmm. but if you're not allowed to show emotion if you do now all of a sudden you have these visceral reactions that Mm -hmm. oh i'm not a man something's wrong with me whatever like that then what ends up happening you start bottling that emotion up you start thinking that if i cry or if i get upset or whatever that is something wrong with me. I'm mm-hmm. not a man now. That's the toxic characteristics well, that's, of that. That's an incorrect but belief. But it's not a cop-out because a cop-out is an excuse. Meaning, oh, they can do what they want because they have toxic masculinity. Absolutely not. Toxic mm-hmm. masculinity in actuality is calling out that bad behavior and is saying this is not okay, mm-hmm. but we're also looking at the root cause to say and that. And not what masculinity been, is. Exactly. That's, it's, it's, we're saying that when a woman says, oh, I can't, you know, you guys have the toxic masculinity. I'm telling you that the bad thing that you're doing, that's not masculinity. It's right. okay to cry. Mm-hmm. It's okay to show emotion. It's okay to get your booty hole licked. It's okay to get these things happening. You heard it here first, folks. I'm just saying, <laughs> but like, it's okay because I think that what's happening is using the example that Mike Chavonius had gave as far as like the man who shot to ask for a woman's phone number, he mm-hmm. shot her. Mm-hmm. He has taken this, Yo, he shot this but it's like, happened Yo, more than once. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had things thrown at me. I've been cussed out. I mean, I be, I literally get scared. Like oh shit! And we talked about it on um, she's got to have it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like, because what happens is is that he's taking this mentality that he can take whatever he wants. Oh, she's a woman. I want her number. She's supposed to give it to me. Um, I'm showing interest in her. She's supposed to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. And so when he got rejected. He f- was extremely frustrated. So yes, his reaction of shooting and killing her is extreme, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a um what's the word? A spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So okay, this time he shot her. Somebody else can say fuck you, bitch. Somebody mm-hmm. else can oh you wasn't all that anyway. Well, I was all that when you had asked my number two minutes ago. So it's a spectrum. So it's not always that super violent thing that ends up on the front page Radio of the news. Over here with the church. But it's really just about looking at it from a perspective of we're now taking 
characteristics that are inherently fine and inherently good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, who doesn't want to be with somebody that's going to protect them? Right. Who doesn't want to be with somebody that's going to make them feel good? Who doesn't want to be with somebody who can hold their weight and not be a uh, takeaway from the relationship? But now we've taken it to the point where, and we kind of talked about a little bit as far as um, differences in race and ethnicities. And so I think within the black community, because slavery, the 13th Amendment, and all these things have destroyed our families. Right. We have men who think that they're not good enough unless they are now extra. They're mm-hmm. doing so much more. Hypermasculinity. You know, exactly the hypermasculinity. Mm-hmm. And then so that becomes that can easily become toxic, toxic. Yep. because it's Ray harmful. Well that's good. You know? That is where it pretty much my timeline started from yeah. with this episode. But what I still agree with everything you said. Mm-hmm. The difference is where you place toxic and I place ignorant. A lot of those men re- respond the way they do because mm-hmm. they haven't taking the opportunity to get to know themselves. To- uh, ignorance is a lack of knowledge. Like I said, I women mean, but a I lot of times... I using toxic as to- a cop. I think using ignorant is a cop-out. Well, no, some the reason I say that are- because if you call something ignorant and you know what ignorant means, you, you're lacking in knowledge. So at this point, if you choose to understand that you're... Once you've been labeled and claim it, because no one's going to be like, oh, I'm a toxic masculine but- person... But once you've been labeled and claim it and you know it I, and you choose not to understand yourself better. I hear what you're saying, too. but I feel like you're using that because you think it'll make it easier for someone to receive, and, which again is playing into toxicity. And that's why Harvey Weinstein <laughs> is toxic because he was not ignorant. It's a lot of cats out here that have no ignorance about what mm-hmm. they're doing. They know I'm a man of power. You're trying to get in this movie. Suck this dick. And the thing you is, toxic I mean? masculinity they're, is they're not... toxic. And I agree. And toxic masculinity is not typically something like Oh, flip, you're toxically masculine. No, we're talking about an overall spectrum of behaviors that are mm-hmm. happening that are derived from what we have deemed to be considered masculine. Mm-hmm. And now it's gone to a whole It extreme. morphed and was changed and people you know changed. What I'm saying? So it's turned into this thing. So I don't think that I get what you're saying and I understand what you're saying, but I disagree with saying it's a cop-up because it is what it is. I think that we've become so... We've, it depends on what we're talking about. Sometimes we're desensitized, sometimes we're overly sensitive. Listen, if you're exhibiting toxic masculinity, then you're exhibiting toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. What you need to understand is that your behavior is harmful, not only to the people that you're doing it to, but to yourself. Mm-hmm. Really toxic masculinity is talking about the harm that it's doing to men who identify as men, you know, it, or people who identify as men. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's talking about how it's become so harmful to the point where people are reacting to a way that it's become violent it's become counterproductive it's become poisonous you mm-hmm. know and so you know it's and not dangerous it's very too. dangerous and it's not just dangerous to the people who are receiving it it's very dangerous to the internal people and quite frankly i think that some men when they hear it they think that oh women are saying that we're being this no in all actuality we're concerned because I don't need you to be doing all these things to be considered a man, but mm-hmm. because society is giving you all these fucked up messages, now you are exhibiting these things. And like we talked about before, like you said, some of them you don't even realize you're getting them, you know, or sometimes you haven't you, you just been told these things. But I, I, I really disagree with the idea that it's a cop out. I think that for some people, I encourage you to to think about it not as a personal description of yourself, but mm-hmm. think about it as an overall characteristic of behaviors. Like, for instance, 
the same thing with like racism. If someone's like, oh, that's a racist statement. I'm not racist. I didn't say you were racist. I said what you said was racist. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So like we, we've gotten to this point of defensiveness where mm-hmm. we, when we're getting told like, oh, like I remember I said something before and someone said, oh, that's transphobic. My initial thing, I'm not transphobic. They didn't say I was transphobic. They said my statement was transphobic. You get what I'm saying? Because we're so, e- we, we throw labels around so much that like, oh, you're this, you're that. It's like, no, if what you're saying is problematic, or what you're doing is problematic, take a step back, look at what they're saying. You still might disagree with them, but understand that unless the person flat out said, you are dangerous to women or your masculinity is dangerous, mm-hmm. then what they're probably saying, what they are saying is your behavior is problematic. Your words are problematic. Examine that. Where is that coming from? And the best, <coughs> the best like comparison that I can use, me and my wife was talking about this recently, um, where you got to think about when we talk about toxic is is taking advantage, right? So I don't know if any of this happened to any either of y'all matrimonious or flip, mm-hmm. but I've been in situations, especially in my college time, where you know a, a young lady wanted to you know do stuff with me or whatever, mm-hmm. and I really kind of wasn't about it. Either I was in a situation at the time, or they just you know really weren't like they were cute, but not really what I was wanting at the time because I was super specific in college or whatever, but. I've been told by women who I didn't want to have sex with, oh, if you don't have sex with me, I'm going to tell everybody you gay. <laughs> and that's fucked up. And that's like... Should have stolen. Say, no, I'm just I right. mean... Oh, Jesus. But well, that's you, toxic. That, that's and and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the most pure <laughs> example of toxic femininity that I can use to compare in this situation where as a woman, and God bless... You know, this happened to me a few times, actually. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was, like, going around, but... Bless, people he was around. bless their Same. heart. You know what I mean? It just comes from a situation where a woman knows, like, yo, this cat, you know, he's a sigma on campus. You know, I can I can spread rumors about I know that I can do yada, yada, yada. I'm going to make you do this because this is what I want. Okay. And I think I see what we're doing. There's nothing at. ignorant about that. You know okay. what I mean? Like, they're, they're, it's almost, it's becoming toxic because you are, you are cognizant. Mm-hmm. I see. I see it's, the, it's the opposite of ignorance that gives you the station to even do things like that, and that's what I would use to compare as far as toxic. I, I don't consider anyone that does toxic or has displayed toxic masculinity as blameless because I've been in a situation mm-hmm. where just like you know toxic femininity, well, see, this, I was a victim. I've also victimized women. I, we talked about that in another episode, and I'm not proud of it. But also, like I said, it's the. It's not the absence of knowledge that causes it. It's the presence of knowledge that I can get over. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, makes it toxic. No, yeah. I, I, yeah, I see we're different. I agree with I agree with that. The She knew by, she knew what would happen by her actions, what she would say. I'm talking more so on a, uh, more so on a, a conceptual scale that some people haven't had the, especially men, but females, yes, haven't had the opportunity to really, investigate what the overarching scheme is behind their behaviors now somebody like harvey weinstein who yes he and that guy who shot the girl those are extremes the aziz and sorry is more closely related to the everyday man where the stuff you did you could call it toxic masculinity but if you're able to sit here now and look back and say i shouldn't have did that that would say that back then you didn't realize what you know now you figured it out. You answered the ignorance to yourself. You didn't do it to be malicious. While it could be taken as the person that's rece- on the receiving, and yes, this is mean. Why is he doing this? Yada, yada. You weren't doing it to be malicious in that point. To a point, you're right, but and, to a point, you're wrong. But your I actions think- are still, it's intent versus impact, right. right? So, like, I use the classic example. Like, if you ran over my foot with your car, 
it doesn't matter if you knew my foot was there or not. You still ran over my foot mm-hmm. with your car. And so, therefore, you can't try to explain away my broken foot because you didn't know, mm-hmm. right? So, my point is, as far as, like, toxic masculinity, if somebody's exuding those behaviors, to me, it doesn't matter if they've had the opportunity to reflect yet. That can be their opportunity to reflect if it's been brought to their attention. Mm-hmm. And because they don't know about what that means or they haven't had an opportunity to reflect before, doesn't make their actions any less toxic. Mm-hmm. If anything, that is why it's toxic. Mm-hmm. Because they haven't had the opportunity. They've just been mm-hmm. told what to do. Well, the, what you said earlier is, is pretty accurate. Then. I feel like the term <clears throat> toxic is just... For most people, they'll, they'll take it as, like, no one's going to take the opportunity to go look up what toxic means. They're that, just going to be like, All right, you're, you're saying this is bad. Like, whereas ignorant, you know what that, like, at this point, niggas, niggas know that but ignorant But the thing is, is, ignorant and toxic are two different words. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Ignorant means lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Toxic is self-harm. It's contaminative. It's, that's even a word. It's, um, you know, it's really, <laughs> it's really taking, yeah, you know, it's, it's really taking things <laughs> to an extreme level. Those are two different things. Mm-hmm. You can be ignorant to toxicity, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that I'm going to change the word just because you don't know what it means and or because you don't like how it sounds. To add on to that, Ray, <clears throat> the, the, my issue with the whole innocence innocent versus toxic verbiage is that in this situation in the context it sounds as though innocence is trying to stand for or uh ignorant is trying to stand Mm -hmm. for innocent and that's my issue whereas though i know that i've done wrong and if i can come to that point and and feel as though i'm going to be a better man moving forward i can't sit there and say oh well because my goal at the time wasn't to be a toxic masculine man my goal wasn't to 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 have advantage somehow. No, maybe maybe like they I, define a foul in basketball as anything that you do to get a competitive advantage over the person that you're defending mm-hmm, or the person that you're on offense against. So toxic masculinity, I feel like, can fall into the same designation area as to where if you're trying to get over somehow, these toxic masculinity are the tactics in which you do so. No, I, I agree. I think maybe I worded it wrong, but when I say ignorant, toxic, ignorant masculinity over toxic, the end goal is for a higher level of accountability. Mm. Maybe I'm holding this society that we live in to too high of a standard to be told that you don't know something, let me go figure it out, versus to insult me and be like, all right, well, who are you? Maybe I'm holding to too high of a standard, but ultimately it's not to say they were ignorant, so they're innocent. Not to say that. Yeah. It's to become more accountable for that and that some people, like when we coin phrases or phrases in society get floated around enough, mm-hmm. people become numb to them. No, I agree. So toxic yeah. masculinity is getting close to that point. I feel like it, mm-hmm. it is. I mean, right now I can, it's, I, it's, I think it especially gets, with the, with, uh, well, we talked about in the uh, Me Too episode with the Aziz and Sorry creating a, a gray area. Yeah. Situation. So when you bring toxic, when you call him toxic, toxically masculine. For his behavior, but in reality, he but was see, more that's ignorant. The, that's than my anything. point. I wouldn't. I would try not to say to a person, "You are," unless they are toxic. You know, I think that the answer. I think that one. I agree completely that Is social media toxic. What toxically? toxically? I have no idea. <laughs> but Look, um, it's the act of doing something in toxic. So probably. So yeah, um, fine. we can do it. What was I gonna say? It's our show. I do think that I agree one hundred percent that. Because of social media and just the the platforms that we have mm-hmm. to have conversations, that there have been a lot of words that have true meaning, true definition, and true weight that have been diluted because people are just, they're using them as insults and using them as slurs or they're just using them too much, right? Exactly. But my counter to that is I'm not going to dilute the word. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I don't want to use the word attack, but I'm going to focus on 
how do we go from that extreme use of it or that overuse of it to the correct of way, label of it? And mm-hmm. I, I, I personally have a hard time with changing things just so it's easier to receive. Now, I say that to say that I'm a debater, right? So I recognize depending upon what my what avenue or what um atmosphere I am, I might have to change my change my words around a little bit because if I really want you to hear me and understand me, I may not be able to come out guns blazing like, yo, shut the fuck up and listen. So people hear that, so people don't. Um, I would say that how we can start, because I was assuming at some point we have to talk about, okay, now what, mm-hmm. is really just having, again, these kinds of conversations yeah, and as we have children, male or female, because I really struggle with the idea that girls are doing better than guys. No, all our kids are fucking target practice. All our kids are just as susceptible to have certain things happen. You know, um, we can look at the statistics and I understand where the concern for our young men are, but our young women are not out here just chilling and like, you know, running around, you know, with crowns on the head, you know, by society not getting knocked off. I think that, so when we talk about like the messages we have to our children, so like I have um, my little nephew cousin, um, don't get weird. Y'all know who lefty cousins are. <laughs> um, Caleb. And so he's three. So he's three. And so I was telling his mother that I'm really happy about the fact that, like, she don't tell him, like, oh, boys don't cry or man up. She don't tell him that stuff. If he's crying and it doesn't seem like an appropriate venue to cry, she'll just tell him, you know, she'll address the crying. She doesn't tie it to as a boy. She, you know, she doesn't say, oh, don't cry. You're a boy. She doesn't do that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, I have another little friend, he has a, um, a niece and she, you know, just like she has a little kitchen set, she has, um, tools like a little toy, you know, mm-hmm. kit, whatever like that. And so I think that by making sure that our children understand that neither one are good or bad, they are just who they are, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And just identifying those things. And then we have conversations where, we're talking to our friends or if we see things that are happening, addressing those things or we're talking to youth, addressing what they see, because I think that that's how we're going to start shifting perspectives. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, if your behaviors are problematic, they are problematic, whether you understand they're problematic or not. So just like, you know, we've done a pretty good job with, well, I don't know about good job, but just like, you know, little, you know, if, if you have a, ki- a kid that's running around saying the N word or the F word or whatever like that, they still do it because they know it's not right. But when they don't know it's not right, we still tell them it's not okay to say, right? We tell them why it's not okay to say. We tell them that it's, you know, it's not a bad word. We're not going to dilute it and say, oh, you're okay. You didn't know. No, it's not, it's, a, it's, it's not an okay word to say. And so I think that when we address aspects of masculinity that have become toxic, letting them understand that that behavior is not okay. And to your point, um, Marshall, about the young lady who had proposition to say, oh, if you don't have sex with me, you're gay, that derives from toxic masculinity too. Oh, yeah. Because of the idea that men are supposed to have sexual prowess and knock dead women left and right. And so that's, but that's based in toxic masculinity as well. You know what I'm saying? So like just understanding how this stuff is just so, you know, Mm -hmm. and she's not right for saying it and that mentality is not right. But, Again, I'm not going to dilute it because let's say she didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say like, oh, well, you get a pet. No, you were mm-hmm. wrong for saying what you said. And I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. doesn't mean you're a bad person, but what you said was wrong. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, I could get into that some more. Yeah. Facts on facts. More. Please don't. Uh, but no, honestly, I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity because <laughs> Ravy, you actually said legit what my opening sentence was for and I didn't even read it. The, the next part and how it's up to us to begin to change the narrative um, for our children. Um, 
however, <clears throat> we sp- and you started talking about the black people, mm-hmm. how we're really, we're more stuck than uh, I would say our, our white counterparts are in this, in this regard right now, especially in the relation to masculinity and femininity, femininity, um, because we've created a jointly exhaustive dichotomy between um, heterosexuality and homosexuality in that everything must be either one part or the other. Can't mm-hmm. be both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's when you get um, what Matrimonius was saying where, you know, oh, we see you crying. Oh, we call you gay for that, you know, but really you're just in touch with your emotions and wouldn't even say it's in touch with your femininity. You're mm-hmm. just in touch with your emotions, but emotions were uh, misguided when they were connected to just women. Um, and then a sense of weakness. Um, so that in connection with the, the black people has really held us, the black people has held us back. And it's, it's, it's misguided because we put that you can't be gay and strong or is straight and weak, but then you have, uh, people like, uh, you got homo thugs, i.e. Omar from the wire or um, uh, William Defoe from Boondock Saints. <laughs> Willem. <laughs> yeah, that's great. William. William. That's my Willem. man. It is Willem. It is Willem. Oh my bad. <laughs> Willem. Hey, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willem Defoe from Boondock Saints. If y'all seen that movie? Fantastic film. Like, but even in that movie, he displayed like some some old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that on the air, son. But he was wilding. But he was gay and. Like during a regular day, his day job, you couldn't have told. You know, there's such a thing as male butches um, that mm. are very masculine. Male butches? Yeah, yeah I don't they're, know if they're gay. To say that word. They're, yeah, not, not put it like that, but like. But masculine. He's gay, but masculine. It's not. Like women who have masculine, they present themselves as mas- more masculine. No, not 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 the, not the women. The, the the men, he's in a great gay relationship, but he's not all um, flamboyant and whatnot. Oh, so I so use just, butch, butches is a, a cross gender term in this situation. Yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word. I don't. Is I don't. What you think of butch? You think of the joke? I don't even want to call dominant. Yeah, like, like just yeah, the man, like man, dominant or just yeah. a, I don't know. We apologize ahead of time, yo. I'm Excuse sorry. We ain't trying to offend nobody. Stuff. But th- yeah. these are no, all. We're gonna have a whole episode but, on this. But this is honestly, yeah, we we could. There's like at least three different episodes we had from this one. And I, I really meant to apologize in the very beginning of the episode because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to yeah, adequately attack all of the topics that are going to come up, and I don't want to offend anybody. So mm-hmm. this is the, uh, what's it called? Disclaimer. Disclaimer right mm-hmm. here. Uh, a minute and Shout 20 in, an hour and 20 in. But yeah, like we're, the, the black race is, is really backwards in how we've created that dichotomy for really no reason at all, but it, it stems from slavery. I was like, I got, I have a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, <laughs> if, to the race itself, it, it's purposeless. But the white man, well, because still the, the, the white man has created the rules. Yes, and then you know, you think about from a slavery perspective, how you bring in the exploited the Willie Lynch the, letter. Or whatever. Well, that, and you think about from slavery, um, the Mandingo mentality, mm-hmm. and how they literally use male slaves to breed. You know, he has the features I want. He's strong, he's tall, he's whatever. So I'm going to breed him with all the female slaves and, like, stuff like that. And so um, that definitely plays a huge role. But I it's beyond sick. Like, when you really think about the slavery we learned in school versus what Mm -hmm. slavery really was about, you'd be by yourself a couple days and you'd be like, what the fuck? But, um, But, yeah, so I think that 
a huge part of those dynamics. And like I had alluded to earlier with, you know, I mean, first of all, with slavery, how families literally were separated every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, they were like sent off to different plantations. Not, they don't give a fuck if your family's together or not. You didn't have a family because you were property. You weren't humans. And then the reminiscence of that after slavery was done, the 13th Amendment was passed and literally being a black male was illegal. And so Mm -hmm. they locked you up, chain gangs, all that good stuff, you know? And so, and then if the black men weren't locked up, they had to go somewhere else to get the jobs, you know? So that left the women at home to take care of households. And so as those things shifted, that's where the black families, a lot of the black families' problems are coming from. A lot of times they were like, oh, feminism is the problem. No, the problem is racism. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so the problem is racism and the problem, and, and, it's not about women wanting to have equal rights. It's not about women wanting to do more. It's really about how racism has really destroyed our family dynamics. And so to me, that's a big part of the reason, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we have definitely contributed to our problems along the way. (laughs) So I'm not going to say that black people are without fault. Absolutely not. But I think a lot of it is because the foundation of the black existence in this country has been based off of power and control that we just don't simply have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. No, that's real. It's wild that, that we're still stuck in these, these ways, but you see, like y'all was saying before the break, um, white people be wilding with the stuff they get away with. Cause they make uh, the rules. They're the majority. They grab nuts they and everything, do. but it's all funny games. Mm-hmm. Whereas for us, uh, <laughs> we judging the crap out of people if that happens. Anywho, <laughs> but to 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 finish on the uh, I'm sorry the toxic masculinity and the um the the issue between uh, specifically black people and their de- uh, dealings with masculinity. I wanted to talk about. Well, no, Rave, you had a question. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking. About, I had one question. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, my question to you all is, is that um, and just listening to the things y'all said, not just today, but just throughout the time I've been here and everything. A lot of you have alluded to different things that have happened in your life that have shaped you to be the man you are now. Mm -hmm. And so some of them have been somewhat traumatic, right? And so I think about some of the conversations that my dad has even showed me about talking about, like, my grandfather, how he was like a rolling stone, like he was wild and literally, it's like almost the day he died. And so my dad often told me growing up that the reason why he's the father and husband he is now because he wanted to be exactly the opposite of what his dad was. Mm. And so my question is, is that have there been any aspects of your definition of masculinity that hasn't been shaped by trauma. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you want to go first, Matthew? Hit me with the question again. Has there been any aspect of your definition of masculinity, so how you identify as a man, that hasn't been shaped by some kind of trauma? What are we defining as trauma? That's tough. So whether it be Physically, like... Physically, emotionally? All of it. Mm-hmm. So it could be like a lack of a father figure. It could be from, I don't know, a fight or something. Mm-hmm. It could be from something someone said to you. Um, or has been done to you like something that like I guess impacted you in a negative way that helped you to realize okay this is why I look at myself as a man from this perspective has there been anything that doesn't fall into that um, into that category oh yeah plenty of stuff um it's kind of hard because you have to be shaped from somewhere but I do think that um I think I spoke about this before about how you know my my grandmother um, my grandma has always been like, listen, if you got something to say, if you need to talk about your emotions, you need to talk about how you're feeling, it's okay. 
um, she instilled a lot in me to make me always feel comfortable with expressing myself, whether I had to cry, whether I had to be, you know, or try to be tough about whatever I was trying to do. It was always okay. And I think that helps shape me um, as a man because I'm not afraid to tell you how I feel. Like, if I want to cry about something, I'm going to cry. If I want to be sad about something, I'm going to be sad. If I'm irked and I'm mad and I'm angry, you're going to know. Because I'm not afraid to talk about it. And it's because I was told that it's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And I take that into, you know, life in general and being a dad and a husband because I can instill those things in my children and I can talk to my wife about stuff and not be worried about how she's going to look at me or, you know, say, Oh, you good. You know, I'm married Mm -hmm. to her. Like, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So just because I'm being emotional, you know what I mean? So, um, I think that was one of the big things that helped shape my, you know, thoughts of being a man, um, outside, like you said, all the traumatic stuff. Cause I can tell mm-hmm. you all the traumatic stuff that <laughs> all day, like yeah, man. Mm-hmm. But that's that's something that sticks out to me. That's important because she's always like been in my ear, like talk, talk, talk. Say what you got to say. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that pushed me. Um, Sorry. to to answer your question, yes. Uh, I had to think about it for a second though. Mm-hmm. Um, at first I wanted to say no, I really did. Um. Even though I've I've had a a constant father figure my entire life, but I did receive from him as far as being a man and his concern, um, and it is old fashioned. But he he did provide for the family, or mm-hmm. he paid for what he deemed like you know his half of the you know the workload or whatever it may be. My mom still contributed to the bill, so it wasn't like super old fashioned where he paid yeah. for everything. But I did watch him do that, and there there was no trauma involved. In that he just did that um, effortlessly without mm-hmm. any so much as a oh I come out to, had to pay the bill and you don't did it none of that mm-hmm. um, but yeah though that that is that is an interesting question mm-hmm. because it does it does bring up the fact that a lot of it is from trauma and not mm-hmm. physical trauma no 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 it's, I mean but, trauma can be defined yeah it's all right, kinds right. Of stuff. but sometimes just emotional stuff mm-hmm. as a kid just about anything can shake you yeah um. And it's like, oh, yeah, like what your dad said. I got a lot of stuff. I was just talking to my mom about this the other day. Like, I figured out how to do this and uh, be this man for my wife by seeing dad and being like, seeing how it affected you and not wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. That's that's trauma, mm-hmm. per se. And I've heard my brother say the same thing, which is wow. But damn, I, I would be curious to ask. Uh, a bunch of men that question. I want everyone to think about this as listening to this and see what their answer is, yeah. which which is crazy. Um, but and that actually will help segue into the next part. But Mars Poetry, Ravy asked us a question. Um, yeah, just I think it's it's really hard for me personally to, mm-hmm. um, really kind of delve deep into that. I probably will come back a little bit, but I would say that question. at a young age, I think a lot of things were presented to me as though when you're at your lowest point, you're open to your greatest change. Right. Mm-hmm. So even, even films like the lion King, like Simba was, a, was, was a, a scruffy young boy. Like he was privileged. He was entitled. He was spoiled. He was a lot of things. And then the trauma, his father passing away in front of him, led him to 
basically go on this odyssey of self-discovery, really. Like, he tried to run away from everything. He just wanted to be all in himself. And then, you know, at some point, he realized, like, yo, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be what I'm meant to be. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think trauma a lot of times is the gateway Mm -hmm. for a lot of us to um, realize that change and a lot of things that need to happen. Um, And emotional, physical, it can be a bunch of different traumas. Mm -hmm. Um, But to Matrimonious' point, I would say the women in my life were instrumental in in building things that didn't quite require trauma in order to... Mm -hmm. um, in order to manifest manif- masculinity wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say that they did it the exact same way. And I'm not going to say it was perfect because there are a lot of parts of me that are the way they are now because of bad experiences. I had mm-hmm. growing up with women um, or the women that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And of course they weren't all bad, but it was, it was sometimes when, you know, to this day, I don't listen to conversations where anything isn't pointed directly at me because I was taught mind your own business, stay out of grown folks' conversations. Mm-hmm. And my mom to this day is still surprised. Like, why don't you know this? Why don't you know this? No one told me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, you know what I mean? So it, it, it can it can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. But as I said, um, I think trauma is, it, it, it's, it's an activator, it's a catalyst. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you don't have it, you can't really become the person that you go. I, I always tell people I'm responsible for my first heartbreak, but it really put me to a point where I could feel like I could be a little bit more mature moving forward. And I feel like I've been better at not taking, you know, the loves in my life and my, the loves in my life for granted to the point where I was able to marry the, the, the best woman I've ever known or had. And, um, you know, who knows what will happen if the trauma of me being responsible for my first situation falling apart. Mm-hmm. And taking responsibility for that mm-hmm. didn't, you know, happen. So, yeah. um, I don't. I'm not sure, but I don't. I don't think you were trying to. No, I wasn't. I was just letting him talk. Yeah, I wasn't. To trauma as a negative. No, I really no, just no, wanted no, to ask no, the no, question for what it was. I, was. I, wasn't, yeah. I don't hope I didn't come across like trauma is a bad thing. But no. what I'm saying is that no, sometimes. It that, I mean, it could just be me. It seemed like it might have been a, a little defensive on the trauma, but I mean, I feel like we've all experienced. Yeah, it. Oh, I, I mean, I purposely didn't. I'm sorry. No, no, it's no. Fine. It could be wrong. I'm glad you answered the way you did because I really wanted to see how everyone answered the question because I purposely didn't. Was it tried to not make any indication about what, how I felt about it? Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I asked that question is because I struggle with answering my own question about like how, what are some things that I've been taught that were not based off of some effed up things that happened to me or that I've seen that have created the woman that I am today. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I struggle with that. And so I had to think really hard because a lot of the narrative that I speak to people now, especially about just entering into this new phase of life, was based off More of trauma. things that I that happened to me. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh no, I ain't doing this no more. Or like a lot of my affirmations are based off of hurt, you yeah. know? And so um, I had to think about like, yeah, there were tons of positive things that were sent to me, but I think that it would be really dope kind of going back to, we talked about what can we do differently? Wouldn't it be dope? How dope would it be that if we have more children, more people that come up that can say that I am who I am based off of these positive things, not always bad That's things. Tough. And so I completely agree with Marshall that one, we can't control our traumas, right? Yeah. Cause we don't know if what's, what's going to happen to us. We don't know who, you know, we don't know if certain things are going to be said or done to us. But if we can have the opportunity to influence more positive opportunities for our youth, I think it'd be dope if they can come up with more of the whatever those positive things are. Right. So I think every single thing that y'all said was great. You know, I think they, you know, but that's that's why I wanted to ask the question because I struggle with answering my own. The thing that I find interesting, because I actually I do agree with you, Marsh Poetry. Um, I do feel like 
and, and this could be me being stuck in the past. I do feel like trauma is kind of a necessity. Oh no, I like, wouldn't be the person be I am. Trauma, to, though. No, I and that's my point. I mm. would not be the person that I am today if those things hadn't happened. I'm actually right. very grateful for those things that happened to me because I wouldn't know what I know now. I wouldn't have the lens that I have without those things happening. But did they have to happen to me? No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Um might not know the iron hot that John ain't falling. <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, we don't I'm on this whole thing about anti struggle, like so, mm-hmm. struggle love, struggle job, struggle whatever. Struggle so look, spread you know, that love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like but my thing is is that no, I, I yes, I agree that sometimes uh, the best stories come from bad things happening, but it shouldn't be all bad. And I think that there's some people they have a lot more bad happening than they probably should have. Mm. And so if we can do more to create more good things, whether it's the conversations we have with our kids or our kids in our lives, or whether it's the, um, the actions that we put out there. So, you know, I mean, I'm one person, so I'm not going to change the world, mm. but that's, no, that's, that's just my thought. You it, could change the world, Raven. I'm trying. You're about it, to be teaching these young minds. You dig me? Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. start at a good place. Cause that definitely, dang, I'm sitting here thinking about it now. Like, but most of the stuff you remember be like the bad stuff. Trauma sometimes. sticks out way yeah. more. Because that's humans. We we focus on the bad stuff more than we focus on the good. Like you got to think hard about the stuff which is that why, was good. Which is why I was saying I could be but I can easily tell old fashioned in my girl. definition, and and that could also play yeah. a point. I can't really remember yeah. how the good times have shaped me. Mm-hmm. As well as I can remember the bad times. Well, that's right. why I brought up the Lion King. I, th- I was trying to use that as like a, a positive great a- example because, and, and I was trying to pay attention to not pay attention to y'all while y'all answer, so mm-hmm. that I wouldn't be influenced or or, or yeah, some, of course, you know what matrimonies were saying about <laughs> his grandma just because Nanny owes the shit. But I I, that, that's though. really why I brought up the Lion King because grandma. both of them helped me, but I was talking about yeah. my dad's. Mom. Oh, you were talking about uh, okay, the I got end. you. Um, but I, that's why I brought it up because there are ways that we can that we can get positivity. No, and, and I'm glad you said what you said because I purposely was like, okay, this is going a little bit different. Let me hear what he has to say from that perspective because I do think that it is important to say that you know I didn't say it in a way of like saying it's bad, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not bad. But like like Flip said, it doesn't have to all be bad. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to struggle your whole life, you know. And so I think that. That's true. Even with my job that I have with my students, I tell them all the time, like, you can come to me with a problem, but come to me with something good, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because we always leave with problems. I'm here to help you, but I can help you with good stuff, too. Well, know? that's it's like crazy. the classic thing, right? Like, when something goes wrong, people will jump out and you hear it. You but hear it every yelp. time something goes yeah. wrong. But if something goes right, and the Joker said this beautifully in the dark night, and I always think about that. It was like, when a bunch of gangsters die, nobody bats an eye. Mm-mm. But you put a, a school bus full of children, and everyone loses their minds. Like, yeah, right. Because th- he, that's what's supposed to happen. Um, so I, I think that that's a great analogy mm-hmm. for life it's and right. for the conversation. I didn't mean to come off defensive. No, you, no, you like cool. Because I agree with you, but it, it, I was just telling you that because I didn't know if you were defending. But that that is aside from the point of your your statement. Your point was, was important because yeah. I know somebody listening to me is going to have the same thought process yeah. of like. Well, I wouldn't be who I am today if it was for struggle. And I'm like, that's true. And it, I think that's dope. But like, did you have to go through all that? Now the crazy you thing know? is, a lot of the or role should models. Should you have gone through all that? A lot of the role models that our youth are looking up to mm-hmm. come with the struggle story. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's like, oh, I had to share a bed with eight niggas. We share bubble gum. Do y'all think that that's why our culture sensationalizes the struggle? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, uh, in, I don't know where I heard this before, but they were just saying that the people that are most likely to be rich are. 
um, of course, upper class people who are already rich yeah. and lower class people. Because they're working so hard. Yeah, because they're trying to make a difference. They don't want to live that struggle life forever, whereas middle class mm-hmm. people are content. But that content, comfortable life is not glamorous at all. I mean, it's harmonious. That person may have no stress, but it's not like, ah, yeah, I want that. No, I want to be. Upper I mean, class that's man. ultimately one of my platforms I'm trying to work on. Now, mine is specifically towards women because that's just where my passion project is, but it can be applied to anyone. But it's just really deconstructing yeah. struggle because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times that we think that you have to have had struggle to either have a problem or to be successful. So, like, if you look at somebody who for all intents and purposes, like I look, I think my brother, for instance, come from two parent mm-hmm. home. We went to Ivy league for undergrad and for his law degree and his master's degree. He has just, as much, he's when, when I talked to him and I unintentionally did this to him thinking like, Oh, he good. He making all this money. He living good. Da, 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 da. He got the same problems that I do. <laughs> like we were talking, I'm like, Oh my God, you talking to me. Right. But for some reason I had an unintentionally, um, wired in my brain that he doesn't have any yep. problems because he has all these successes mm-hmm. when he's just like anybody else, mm-hmm. you know. And struggling. so everybody's struggling. Yeah, everybody's struggling, and a lot of times with the same stuff. You yeah, know, I think I think we could definitely do an episode on the struggle. That's a that's that's something that I learned from watching family members of mine who are very well off and they still got problems. I was like, damn. No, money definitely can solve uh, about 90% of my problems. Yeah. I'm just saying. But right then, now, it's all my problems. But then other well, problems will my come. But that's problem. just life. Like, there's always going to be something. I'd deal with those problems than the money problems. But you don't know that, honest. though. And where I stand right now, I'm comfortable saying that. I mean. <laughs> now, 20 yeah. years and $30 million later, who knows? Look at Robin Williams. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. You never know. See, yeah. And I can't speak to Robin's plight at all. Yeah, yeah but. I do I, that. I, I, and I, many I, other people. I really can't him. speak with Rob. I was going to say because he had, he had depression. And that has nothing to do with money. It has yeah. nothing to do but with But what money. I'm saying is those are issues. We equate like, happiness yeah. with the money when right. it doesn't. Those. It's not everything, man. My problem if I have more money is fixing the problem with my money management. And I'm going I'm to wrap it up Because we're going gonna to get me. off subject But my, <laughs> my issue is I don't like fighting the same battle Over and over mm-hmm. again struggle. And for us A lot of us and Especially people where struggle is popular The battle is money And I've just been fighting the money battle my whole life I'd rather fight an emotional plight Alright let me take myself to a counselor or something. It might not be that cut and dry But just give me something else You know then that could be very close-minded way of thinking, mm-hmm. but I'm just tired of the money fight. Let me let me struggle to no, I feel be you. on time I somewhere. Versus. The grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. Do not give up one devil for another. Because that sounds you, really wise. The devil you no, know. No, I feel him. Like, I, 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 don't I feel like what the, you're saying. I'm, I, just, I'm always no, going to right. advocate. No, that's, a good, that's a good... That's a good uh, placement there but th- this money devil is uh <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna sway me from that you i may listen, always deal with the money struggle you never hear me argue with that one i'm like bro yeah. i may if always get, deal but, with the money struggle and if that's the case i'll die a happy man either well, way I but big, i think what we can do is shift our minds to like what are some of our immediate needs versus like what we consider to be happy you know yeah, what i'm saying the thing like is what so, you would do with the money yeah right? like your like, immediate you need right now is to be more to be Again, that whole Maslow's thing. If you don't know about Maslow, look him up. Hierarchy of you needs. Know, yeah, so like right now, your foundation is struggling. Mm-hmm. Mine too. So yeah, right now I'm like, no, I need to get this money or whatever. I need but that's just, a, that's just an immediate <laughs> source. That's just an immediate need right now. Mm-hmm. I said, like that's, that's your problem right now is the money. But 
it's not gonna make you happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What's gonna make you happy is the lack of stress. What's gonna make you happy is the you no know, the sense of um stability. What's gonna make you happy is so the, I can only speak for myself. the security and everything like that. I'm a different breed. <laughs> I mean that's cool. I've been in I've been in tune Flip with with, with my emotions breed. since twenty years old. I've never been with mm-hmm. Flip and he not see a, a penny or something on the ground and he don't pick it up. <laughs> I've I've gotten away from because no, I've just been lazy lately. I've but oh, so I do still want the money. No, <laughs> I always I'm see the it. Same way, like I just wish that I didn't have to constantly think about financial situations. Right. But yeah. I also recognize that that's temporary for me because I refuse to stay like this forever. I, mm-hmm. I ain't mad at y'all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, just I just ref- I just get tired of it. But I get you. Like this. Like I'm like I was selling a I was telling my wife earlier. Like I'm I'm definitely probably the most comfortable I've ever been financially. I am not. I'm probably the most uncomfortable I've been financially. Oh, I've been way more <laughs> but it's it's still it's still it's, it's still, still old. Right. And I've watched my parents do the same mm-hmm. fight. It's yeah. just like And that's know. why I'm I am staying That's staying the trauma. I'm not gonna turn down a job with more money, but that's why I am seeing what I need to learn by in this space right now because I do not want to come back here again. Mm-hmm. So As you should. I don't want to get Because then it's a waste of time. Because it's rough right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, it, right. it is what it is. Fair enough. But uh yeah, let me let me wrap it up. So we kinda got off track, but somebody right. write that down. That could be an episode. Hey look y'all, just make sure y'all tweet us and tell us about y'all struggle and, and how you deal with it and all that good stuff. Interact with us a little bit more. You feel me? Like yeah, we, we be trying here. to be out there. We be checking it. We be checking our mentions and stuff like that. I live I live flip break it down. Yeah, man. No, that's cool. Yeah, cause uh, yeah, just 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 talk to us a little bit, cause uh, we trying to talk to y'all, and we might even, you know, who knows here there someday in the future meet up with y'all, have a little gathering. We just throwing stuff out there, but um, yeah, you can always holler at us on the Facebook group, definitely, um, Legion Love Podcast Facebook group. We do a a lot of conversations there. It seems like that's where most of the heat is. Um, we also have our Instagram. You can follow us at Legion of Love Podcast. Um, we have the Twitter and we throwing some love on there too. And definitely retweet us anytime you see something. And we got other people showing us love. You can also be one of those people. Hit us up at Legion underscore love. And we got a Snapchat, but I'm not going to drop that right now because it's kind of quiet. We so, need to reactivate the Snap, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we could definitely do some things there though. You know, let us know that we could definitely holler at y'all on Snapchat. And we have a, a group me. Um, you can hit us up on the Facebook group. Uh, if you're trying to get in the group me and have conversations with us there. Um, but yeah, definitely don't miss out on any of that. Or just hit us up individually if you know us or you follow us oh, or yeah. anything like that. Just be like, yo, what's up with the, what's we up the group? We are all me? humans. We're not fantasies. We are realities. Shout out to my man Jesse. Requested entrance to the group me over there in Abu hey. Dubai. Hey. Teaching, teaching the good language. Let's you know go. Saying? Just got him in there. But um, can we can we just, just sign out? Um. Yeah. You had anything else? Well, no, I was I was going to talk about modern day masculinity, but we pretty much touched on what that is and that and, and stop me if I'm wrong. But in that it's the man and woman seeking primarily good health, a harmonious family life and a good relationship with their significant other. It ain't gay. I know that much. Huh? Yeah. It, none of that stuff was brought because it doesn't matter. The the most what, what people are looking for out of masculinity in this situation is just. I guess a stress free a stress free life, mm-hmm. harmonious. So that would go whatever way balance is. She got more money, he got more harmonious. With the kids, I think that's the key word right there. Mm-hmm. Harmonious. That's fantastic. Yep. Matri- um, matri- harmonious. Oh, you gonna change your name again? No. Matrimonious. The artist formerly known as Matrimonious. The podcast, <laughs> but no, that's that. Yeah, that's it. Feel free to uh, sign out, everybody. 
if y'all gotta sign out or I, I could just do it for all of us and the legion love podcast is rolling out episode 48 masculine